for this episode of Breaking Into, let's see, the Bring It On Shit franchise, the Scary Movie franchise. Have you heard of Wanda Sykes or Chris Rock? This person is involved with all of that. And we're going to talk to Allison Faust next. You are tuned in to Black Hollywood Live. Breaking Into. For the underway greatest You fashionably late That's cool But I'm the latest Yeah, that's right, you guys We're listening to the daughter of my guest So the talent runs in the family Hi, welcome <laughs> to Breaking Into you on Black Hollywood Live I'm your host, James Law Jr. You can follow me on all social media platforms At James Law Jr. That's right, it's so simple for you guys just Google me and I'll show up at your house. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, my guest today, I always try to bring you interesting guests. And this person I've been waiting on my show for like ever. And I'm so honored that she decided to come on my show. I'm so happy. Makes me so happy. She is a writer who has done, I mean, such work. I mean, like pioneering work with, first on the radio. She was on the radio with uh, the house party on 923.3 The Beat. She also did something with Living Color, Wanda Sykes Show. Everybody hates Chris. Yeah, but it wasn't in Living Color. It was Keenan Ivory Wayne's Late Night Show. Late Night Show, yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot he had a Late Night Show, so I yeah, had that too. Yeah. But also, the bringing on sequels, Scary Movies 1 and 2. I mean, we're going to talk about all kinds of stuff that she's talking about. We're going to talk about this. I'm so happy to have her, Miss Allison Faust. Thank you. See, and the audience. Oh, wow. They the love audience. me. <laughs> That's fantastic. So, okay, so it was, so it was after he, after Emily Cover ended and he started doing his own project, you got involved with that. Yeah. Okay. He, Keenan discovered me on his late night show. Okay. Uh, from the radio stuff I'd done, he yeah. called the radio station and said, who did the sketch? And they said, you know, I was their first freelance writer wow. they ever had. Wow. And uh, he scooped me up. I knew nothing about TV. Well, no, it's okay, so let's start first because I'm on the radio, so I love radio. Mm -hmm. I love radio. So you're writing sketches for yeah. radio. How is that like, how is that different than writing sketches on television? Because you're not, you're not seeing it. It's, it's all... Exactly. Well, I used to listen to John London and the House Party, and they did these funny sketches. And I've been a writer since I was a kid. Wow, okay. So I sort of instinctively knew that for the radio I would have to create pictures in people's minds because mm -hmm. you don't have the aid of television yeah. you know so um, I wrote a couple of sketches and faxed wow. it to them and it to him, oh my God. It, right, I'm dating myself. Yeah, I was like, oh, like, oh yeah, and sent them on a carrier pigeon. Um, so <laughs> they called and they said, "Hey, we never hire outside writers, but this wow. is funny. Do you want to write for freelance?" Wow. So I was like, "Yeah, I made it. Fifty dollars yeah. a sketch. I was in there, I, I, and I wrote sketches that were funny enough to make yeah. my mama mad at me. <laughs> so I knew I was doing something right. And a month later, they called and said, "Hey." Keenan Ivory Wayne wants to talk to you, and I thought, okay, that's funny, right? Right, you're like, okay, sure, yeah. Yeah, right. yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, but he'd heard one of the sketches and had his show call to find wow. out who wrote it, and it was the beginning of a whole lot of stuff. Now you know, back then, I mean, there was the, 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 the they were so big. I mean, Living Color was big. They were sort of split off to the Wayne Brothers had their own show. Yeah. I mean, there was stuff happening. They were a big, influential, Huge, black talented TV family. talented family. Yeah. So you, you say these on the phone, you're probably thinking, like, okay, sure, this must be a joke. Oh, I, even <laughs> when his executive producer called me, and I'm just a girl from Compton. I didn't know yeah. who an executive producer was. <laughs> so, and it was this fast-talking lady, Yeah. Um, and she told me what they wanted. We want bumpers. We want monologue. And this one, that. So, okay, what's a bumper? Oh, you know? yeah, yeah. So I didn't know anything, but his show was starting that week. 
So wow, yeah, I watched the well, watched it air. Yeah, and um, I kind of picked up his voice and his rhythm, and I wrote what the, what I thought would be good with him. Wow, and you know, it's familiar with in living color, of, yeah, course. Yeah, yeah, of course. So my yeah. sketches, I kind of based on what kind of humor okay. I thought he had. And then she called me in on a Saturday, and she put me in a room full of all guys. I was the only wow. woman. Wow, and. Keenan walked in, and I thought, I'm not supposed to be here. <laughs> you <laughs> made a mistake. You made a mistake. I'm yeah, like, oh, no. it's like, and, and, okay, let me be straight, though. First thing I thought was, he is fine. <laughs> Tall, bald head, chocolatey. I was like, oh, <laughs> oh. I, 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 I was like, I know I'm beat red. I was bad at myself. And he sat down, and he saw me, and he got up and came back around and introduced himself and shake my hand. And mm -hmm. I thought... It was the first celebrity, really, I'd ever okay. met. Okay, yeah, okay. And, and a gentleman, he was a gentleman. A gentleman, all of them are. Okay. Greatest family okay. in the world. Yeah. And so then, you know, I sat there, and the guys around the table started, what I know now was pitching. Got it, okay, yes. And I realized I was going to have to do that to Mr. In Living Color, and I was like, that's <laughs> not going to happen. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not there yet. Yes, yes. So I looked at my paper, I was like, oh, this is funny, and I slid it down the table to him, mm -hmm. and every guy at the table just sucked in their breath like, oh, she is so not getting this job. Oh, my God. And he took it and took his time and read it. He said, you're right, that is funny. And he moved on to the next guy. Wow. And at the, at the end of the meeting, he walked over to me. He said, welcome to the team, and shook my hand. Oh, my God. And then I sat down with the line producer, and he told me how much I was going to make, which was WGA minimum, okay. but enough to blow somebody's mind who worked at Cal State Long Beach for seven years. Yeah. What it, it was more than what I made in a month. Wow. And I thought, well, he made a mistake, but I'm not going to be rude and correct him. <laughs> no, no, no <laughs> you know? not at all. You've got to keep your mouth shut. Yeah. Yes. And then he said it again. And I said, okay. So I left the meeting and I called my parents and I told them. And my mother said, Allison, what kind of, what does he expect you to do for that kind of money? <laughs> I said, Mama, let's be real. <laughs> for that kind of money, ain't too much I won't do. <laughs> <Hello. laughs> you know? It's like, thank you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, and, and I had a desk and a computer after that. And yeah. like literally, they were the best people to get into business okay. for me being such a newbie. Yeah. Because the Keenan and his family, they're very familial and clannish. And okay. When you're in, you're in, and they take care of you. Yeah. So it was great. It wasn't like, you know, two weeks later, my father called and said, Your mother wants me to talk to you about drugs. Mm -hmm. I'm like, why? She's right. like, well, you're in Hollywood now. I was like, um, Daddy, I grew up in Compton, like right. during the crack era. Hello, we know we know drugs. <laughs> yeah, I grew up in England, the crack era, but we know drugs. We know drugs. Right. I mean, I'm like, yeah. I made it out of that. I yeah. think I'll be fine. Yeah, in Hollywood. So, but yeah, it was a good group of people, creative. Mm -hmm. I, I learned a lot from Keenan, mm -hmm. you know, because I didn't know what made me funny. Oh, how funny! Okay, you okay. Know, I just, I was truly just being honest and saying what I felt and mm -hmm. what I thought. And I always had stories in my head, you know, that kind of thing. So he just pointed out my strengths, you Very know, good. which was invaluable, you know, well, to I'm learn sure. from somebody like that. Yeah, he's basically helping you shape how you look at yourself and go, okay, yeah, that's really good. Go that direction. No, I don't know about that one. Or rethink this. Or like, I'm sure yeah. he's telling you all that something going, oh, so he's seeing, he's helping me see what is funny about me and my writing. Yeah. And who's going to 
question the guy who discovered Jim Carrey. Right. Hello. You know, right. Hello. Like, and right. you know, his family alone are hilarious. They so are. I was are. I was very fortunate to start there. Um, I you know I, I book some people I book most I book most of my guests myself. Some I could come to me and um, when I announce it to people that I'm going to have this person certain guests on for my show. You're one of the few people when I said you're going to be on my show, I got a lot of, that's a great get. Oh, wow. I want you to know that. People were just like, that's a good get. Really? Well, oh, she's good. That's a good get. And I was like, wow, okay. I'm like, this is great. I think she's a good get too. But, <laughs> but just, just so you know, it's nice to hear that. When some people yeah. like get it, like, wow, oh, I loved her when she did it. She wrote this or she did that. So I was getting lots of feedback from people. Oh, that's nice. Thank and, you, people. And there, and there are folks who are watching right now. We have people who are watching the show right now. I think I'm glad you guys are watching live. Um, but, and so I want to go back a little bit just to the radio for a second because. Um, you know, I, I like radio. I grew up listening to radio, and sketches were like Rick D's in the morning. Yeah, which yeah. is why growing up in the, in the late seventies, early eighties, that was a big thing. Right. And I always just found it really fascinating because there is, and now I do radio myself. There is no visual prop. No. So you have to really be expressive, I guess, and you're writing. You have to be really expressive in the joke. How do you do that without killing the joke? Or it I mean, is. It's a different mindset. Like, if I had to go back to radio right now, I'd have to switch hats. Interesting, okay. And um, the comedy still comes in with the truth, but you have to be, every word counts, because you're creating okay. a picture. Okay. You know, I had uh, a couple sketches that created a little controversy, the ones that Ooh. made my mother mad, that okay. were great. <laughs> but it was just a matter of pushing it and going there. Mm -hmm. You know, the subject matter. where You can't see a pratfall, but you can right. talk edgy about a certain okay, thing okay. you know to suggest and people see that in their head mm, you yes, know it's, yes. it's easy to plant that idea in somebody's head and the timing yeah you know timing counts in radio just as much as it does on tv yes it does, yes, it does. yeah so you know you can't overplay it but you have to mm -hmm. be right there you know it has to be a rhythm mm -hmm. and i i i just automatically like radio came easy to me okay. because I have such a vivid imagination okay. Okay. so I figured if I write these words and I can see it in my head okay. other people can see it in theirs yes. and it seemed to work out for what we were doing yeah. you know and then you know you have you have a little cheat with sound effects yeah. you know there was one with a mother and daughter walking along a beach <laughs> you know so you get the sound of the ocean yeah. and yeah. they were talking about a Finland project product <laughs> you know and then all of a sudden we have seagulls diving in you know <laughs> yeah. so you can cheat a yes, little yeah, bit right all right yeah but just different than, uh, than visual props where you can yeah, actually say you can exactly. do Tell you have vision. a or like have a weird outfit on that helps or weird hair exactly I mean, it's just like a little, cheat. I, I, I love morning radio I, I do I always have Steve Harvey's funny a lot of stuff is yeah. really funny in the morning I, I, li I like morning radio I think for me it's a my grandma listened to it so I guess it's like a comfort yeah. zone thing for me it's like yeah. comfort food. It's like I turn on in the morning. I'm like, oh, my brother's system. We like morning radio. We like that kind of stuff. Well, you know, too, now that you uh, mentioned that, when I was little, we used to go camping. And you couldn't have a TV out there. Nope. But we had a radio. And go. we used to listen to those stories on the radio. There you go. Yes. You know, where they had those guys come in and tell you a mystery or yes, whatever. Yes, yes, yes. So I probably learned a lot from mm -hmm. that. You know, because now it's podcasts to do that now. Exactly, it's just so exactly. funny. It's like the old radio, but now it's podcasts. Like serial is one major one, and that's different exactly. ones. It's like it's like kind of funny. We're going back to it's cyclical. We're going back to it, but in a new platform. Exactly, that's exactly what it is. Yeah, and I think yeah. for Menno, for me, that informed me in terms of how I think of things. I have a vivid imagination too, so listening to a radio, I can fully go in. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah. That's what I tell people all the time. They're like, are you going to see a movie in 3D? I'm like, no, I have an imagination. Mm -hmm. I don't need stuff flying in my face <laughs> to get the movie. Right, you know? no, right, no, right. I can just, I get into it if it's a good story, you know? And that's a, that's the thing, too, because I think we rely so much, because we can do this, all the theatrics and the and all the all the things with 3D and 4D and, yeah, and, and IMAX. And, and, IMAX and, yeah. so it's like, and some of these, I'm sure it's fine in that, but yeah, if it's a good story and it can sustain me for an hour and a half, I don't need anything. I don't need anything special. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. I did enjoy Avatar because it wasn't uh, like stuff zooming in your face. It was kind of an atmospheric, like 3D. Yes, yes I agree. So with that. I enjoyed that. For me, Star but, Wars. I can see them. I've seen them in, in big things because this is kind of fun. You yeah. get the whole surround thing. It's kind of nice. Yeah. Um, like I said, you're a, you're a local girl, which you know a lot of people are like. Are we, you're from LA. I'm like, yeah, I'm from LA. Like, people don't, don't believe we're from LA. Some of us are from LA. Yeah. yeah. Like, we are. Some people are born yes, here. <laughs> right. And we've been to Hollywood before. Like we just right. it's like over there. It's like right. maybe it's 12 miles that way or whatever. So right. But when you were in Compton and grew up, did you? You said you were always in writing. Did you think? This would be kind of a career you could possibly have. I mean, no, yeah, no. And and I told people when I first started, nobody told me I could do this. Nobody came to my school and said, "Hey, you can write for TV." I right. just thought that was something white people did. Yeah, you know, I just mm -hmm. and and you didn't really think about the writers in the room creating this stuff. It just kind of happened. Right. So um, I always said, every chance I get, I'll tell those kids that this could be them. Yeah. You know, and tomorrow, as a matter of fact, and Tuesday, I'm going back to the center in Compton to talk about some, to talk to some girls who are writing their own thing, like wow. junior high school kids. That's great. You know, um, so Corinne Huggins over at okay. uh, William Packer's company okay. hooked me up with this because we talk about that kind of thing, you know, giving back and going yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. And when when I'm free and when I can, I do it. Because wow. why not? Nobody showed up and said, hey, you know what you could do with that essay, that right. A you got? Right. You know, you could one day, it was a, it was a secret. You know, it was about nepotism. They that. didn't want to share. <laughs> no, I agree. I agree with that because there's a place called 824. I've heard of them. They're an organization that helps uh, kids like in the third and fourth grade. Write. Oh, wow. And they're, there's, uh, they're, one of the locations I go to is over in Eagle Rock. And they uh -huh. go over and they help the kids with their, they have them come in, they write stories, they talk about it, show them like what they can do with the story. Yeah. And it's like, again, writing is something. I, I've been a writer since I was a kid too. I, I kept yeah. journals. I loved writing. I love writing. It's like they don't talk about writing. No, no, no. And it's it's so good to, uh, you know, just encourage that imagination because mm -hmm. anything is possible after that. Yes. If they believe they can do anything, then they can. Mm -hmm. You know, they just need that little push because there's mm -hmm. so many things in this world telling you what you can't do yes. and holding you back. Yes. You know, and you know, and I think especially for women and girls. Mm -hmm. You know, regardless mm -hmm. of race. That's true. You know, you're always told you're weaker than or you're not as smart as, mm -hmm. you know, certain kind of things. And I think if we ever just unleash that power of who we really are, the <laughs> world going to be a whole different place. I'm They're scared you. already. Um, <laughs> and this is Black Hollywood. We can talk about it. They're scared already. Uh, but I, one of the things that I like about this, that writing for me especially, if I don't see it, I can be it. I can write it. Yeah. And that's something that I think opens up a whole world of stuff, television, movies, right. books, that you know we can start writing our own way into Hollywood, our own way onto Broadway, our own yeah. way. I mean, I think it's just so, we should tell people, write it. If you have, so, you have this talent, write it. Yeah. Well, even as a kid, I always thought I can go anywhere in my imagination. Mm -hmm. 
you know, me and my brother would lay in the grass and look at the clouds and play what if for hours. Oh, yeah. You know, and I always, my parents encouraged us to read. You know, you can, oh, is it George R.R. R. Martin said, yeah. a man who reads a book lives a thousand lives mm -hmm. or something like that. Mm -hmm. I always felt that way. Yeah. And then when I realized I could create it myself, I could yeah. create my own world, it felt like a superpower. It's freeing, isn't it? It is. It's very oh, cathartic. It's it's wonderful. And, you know, my imagination, even when things don't work out, well, I imagine a different mm -hmm. uh, outcome. Mm -hmm. You know, and you get into that practice and you start to look at things differently. You, mm -hmm. I think you become more grateful and you become more mm -hmm. optimistic. Mm -hmm. I know? agree with that. I have written things, different outcomes in my own life in a story, a short story here. And I've written the, the ending I wanted. Yeah. And it felt good. Why not? Why not? Why not? Say the things you couldn't say to somebody mm -hmm. on a sheet of paper and mm -hmm. let it go. Mm -hmm. You know, imagine it. The best revenge is, you know, being able to write somebody into your stuff. Yes. Change the names, of, oh, course, of course. But okay, but of course. You remember when such yeah. and such did what? And yeah. now you can make them pay. Yeah, I love, you know? I love that. Uh, so you went. So you went from that. So you started working with Wanda Sykes, and that's, that's one person I really want to talk about because. Well, Wanda Sykes and Chris Rock, but Wanda Sykes especially, because she's another woman in the business. She's a trailblazer. And yeah. So how was your time with her? I love Wanda to death. I love her to death. She, to this day, is one of my best friends. We met on Kenan's late night show. Okay. And uh, I, I can remember <laughs> she came on board, and Kenan told me, okay, you're in charge of showing her around. Okay. Now, we did a nightly show five nights a week. She came from Chris. We did an hour five nights a week. Yes. She came from Chris doing a half hour yes. once a week. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I took her through the day. Wow. And uh, by the end of the day, she was on the phone. I was like, who are you calling? She was like, my agent. Get me the hell out of here. And I was like, oh, come on. And then we uh, started talking. And uh, I think she mentioned Octavia Butler. And I was like, whoa, you read Octavia Butler? And from then on, we were like best friends because okay. it's our favorite author. Yeah. And she said, okay, I'll stay, but we have to start drinking. <laughs> so <laughs> we, <laughs> we would, and, and there's nobody funnier to me. Wanda's She's the hilarious. funniest person hilarious. I know in my life. Yeah. She kills me. But uh, so we would go out after work. We would drink. <laughs> and mind you, we were supposed to have pitches the next day. Oh, okay. Okay. You don't actually get a chance to think about your pitches if you go straight to the bar. Uh, no, you don't. It's not really. Get a, so we would be pitching off of a blank page, just like oh, pulling wow. stuff out our butt, like, you know, yeah, and then such, such. And Ken go, oh, I like that one. Write that one up. Oh. Remember what I said? <laughs> yeah, <that's right. laughs> you know, that kind of thing. Yes, yes. But, you know, it made it more fun because before. Uh, Wanda got there. Mm -hmm. I was just seriously a workhorse. Wow. This was trial by fire to me. Yeah. I had never been in the business, right. didn't know what it was about. Before she got there, like I had just been there a couple of weeks, yeah. and my friend Michael Anthony pulled me aside. Oh, man, he yeah. said, um, look, Keenan likes you, but if you don't jump in there, he'll fire you, because he fires people. Yeah. I was like, that's all you had to say. <laughs> so our very next meeting, I went in and um, we were talking. Oh, we were talking about dating and stuff like that. And Keenan said that he had this issue that 
he would meet a girl and all of a sudden she'd become a born again Christian. <laughs> so, can I curse on this? Show? Yeah, you're a okay, girl. Okay. <laughs> so he said, you know, they, <laughs> they would all become born again Christians and, you know, be all buttoned up and everything. I said, shit, I'd have fucked you like I was on the audition. <laughs> and he looked at me so and then good. he laughed. And from then on, we were cool. You wow, know, I was funny. like, I just had to get past the celebrity thing mm -hmm. and get to the comedy of it. Mm -hmm. And so that was one breakthrough. Yeah. And then when Wanda showed up and her freedom and her comedy, she's the same person on stage yeah. as she is in real life. You know, she just lived boldly. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do that. Yeah. You know, not, not to copy her, but speak your mind and mm -hmm. just go yeah. for it. Right. You know, and follow through. So we became really tight on that. And then, um, Later, she got her show Wanda at Large. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. I, yeah. I liked it. So. Yeah. So and she called me to do that. Yeah. And like I said, in between that, we just we clicked and we've been clicking. You know, which I, I you know, I have a lot of female friends in the business, and I love when I hear that women can work together. Oh yeah. Let's say that over and over again. Women can work together. Can and will and do a damn good job. Right. Let me tell you the uh, last show. Well, the only show that I ran, Born Again Virgin. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. We were writing for black women, so mm -hmm. I told TV One, I said, you know what? I'm only going to hire black women. Good. Wow, good. So my writer's room was all black women. Wow. We had a ball. Wow. We had a ball. There was no real housewives of yeah, from the blah, blah, blah. Place. Yeah. No basketball wives, uh, yeah, LA, and San Antonio, whatever. Yes. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. We just went for it, yeah. you know? And I... I've seen more than not women being able to work together, you know, mm -hmm. very easily. I want to promote that. I want to promote that, you guys. Yes. Like, you can, women can work together because you guys were all, and they're laughing online. They're like, oh my God. Because because women can, or, you guys want to put a product that's good. That's the bottom line, right? Yeah. And, and look, we want our original voices. We yes. don't want a man writing for us and putting mm -hmm. on a shirt that's too tight and raising our boobs right. and just being the backdrop for his jokes. Right. You know, because women are funny too. So it's mm -hmm. like, be right in there, spar with them. Yes. It's not fun if the wife or girlfriend is just that. Right. You know, make them real people. Mm -hmm. And luckily, a lot of the rooms I've been in um, have asked, you know, well, how, how would she feel about that? And then I go, well, you I'm here to write for the men too. I, I'm here to right, write for right, people. Right people. But I like the fact that uh, on a couple of jobs, I was hired because they wanted the woman to have a strong voice. Right? They fostered. They, she wrote, yes, we can, Rissa. Right? Yes, we can. <laughs> <laughs> that's <laughs> perfect. That's perfect. But no, I mean that's so point. At least that they're fostering in the in the writers' room that it's okay yeah. to say, okay, well, how would they feel? How would a woman? How would she react to this? Yeah. And get your true opinion yeah. to write and to make this. Oh, make trust good. me. They're gonna get my true opinion regardless. <laughs> I love it that. depends. <laughs> I don't care what room I'm in. Yeah. You know, because I've been in a room where it wasn't as welcome. Wow. You know, but maybe they like my credits or somebody recommended mm -hmm. me or whatever. So, you know, they get to a point and I go, oh, hold the fuck up. Yes. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, if you do that, she's stupid. Right. You know, why right. can't she come from a place of such and such and such? Mm -hmm. So, you know, there are times when you have to be more assertive and stand up for the woman on page, 
-hmm. you know, because especially, you know, you're working with an actor that you probably really like. Right. You know, and you want her to be represented. Yes. You don't want her just to be like, it's okay, honey. Right, right, yeah, right, exactly, yeah. right. Sometimes it's not okay, honey, and you need to fix this shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, yes. so. At, I love that. Yes. <laughs> yes. People, people who hire yeah. me now know who they're going to get. Yeah. You know, and it, I, I love seeing other, I've been where I've been the only woman in the room. Wow. And when there's a few more women, uh, Janice Hirsch, we've worked together oh, yeah. a lot. You know, I love her to death. We've always worked together really well. I just did a BET show uh, for Cet for Cedric. Oh yeah, okay, and, yeah, yeah. That whole group, yeah. uh, the Get Down Comedy Tour. Okay, Get Down. Yeah, two great guys, Brad and Tom, yeah. and we had some women, uh, two other women in the room. Um, not counting the writer's assistant, but great ladies that I'd never met before, and we instantly kind of formed a kin kinship. Yeah. You know, one of the ladies had a little less experience, um, so she was grateful for it, mm -hmm. and we just we bonded. You know, to the point where they'd say something stupid and manlike, and we just give each other looks like, oh, funny, here we go again. Yeah, you know, and it's a lot of that when women are yeah, in the sure. room. I'm but sure. you know, it's good to have some backup, and mm -hmm. these guys were open to it, so yeah. it was great. Um, you you are part of a franchise that to me is groundbreaking because <laughs> at the time there was it, there wasn't any. I mean. The Zucker brothers, of course, started the whole airplanes and all the police squad and all that stuff. But like, you came out with the scary. You're part of the scary movie franchise. The first couple of movies, right? Yeah, I worked with Keenan and a group of writers right. to do that. So I'm saying it's like back then there were no other spoof movies with blacks, right. really. Yeah, exactly. It broke records. It did. So I, I want to say I just want to give you congratulations on that because that's something that was you're part of something groundbreaking. Yeah, it it was fantastic. The funny thing is, before I was in the business, and I used to see those movies, airplanes and yeah. things. I used to think that is so dumb. Like oh. <laughs> it's just silly. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't really get it. All my friends would just be laughing. I'm like, because you're all high. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, 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 stupid. Yeah, and then yeah, I older, I got yeah. you know to appreciate it more. Yeah. So when uh, Kenan called and said we were going to do scary movie, a spoof on that, a parody, I was like, okay. Yeah. And again, him taking the lead, you, we definitely learned the difference between comedy and parody. And there's so many people who don't understand that fine yes. line. Yes, right. You know, and there, there are things that are already so ridiculous that you can't right. parody. Right. But if you can find the, um, if you can find the, uh, oh, what do you call it? The the routines or mm -hmm. the, the uh, generalities and the, mm -hmm. the, 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 the stereotypes and everything yes. in those movies, then they become easier to parody you know what you're looking for mm -hmm. and it, again working with him on those two movies yeah. was like uh class yeah, i was gonna say it's not it's not easy to write a parody i'm sure no, no. it's actually smart if you smarter to write yeah, a parody yeah definitely smarter you know you take the simplest story and hang the biggest jokes on them but they have to be the right jokes right and they have to be in a certain genre you know we were doing horror yes so there's a certain genre where you have to you know you have to parody the girl who runs <laughs> <Yes>. upstairs. <laughs> yes. You know, you have all those right. certain things. You have to parody it. And again, that was another fun project. Yeah. And something I learned uh, more on. And yeah. we just, you know, we had a lot of yeah. good times doing that. But you also did the sequels to Bring It On. Yeah. So, so how do you get involved with that? How do give how do give you the sequels? Like there's a big we had a big one there, and I was gonna give you the sequels to do them. You work with Solange and and Ham and I was gonna like, how did yeah. you get the sequels? I wrote a spec movie about two 40-year-old guys who were divorced uh -oh. <laughs> trying to raise their kids. And so they thought 
rap music was ridiculous and they could become <laughs> rappers. And through this deal that they didn't know about, basically a music uh, company used them because they want to promote some other stuff. So, okay, okay. Um, I didn't sell it. And it was spec material, but somebody, um, my agent sent it over to Universal. They read it and loved it and called me in to pitch on Bring It On. It's so like, funny. well, I'm not a cheerleader, but okay. I played sports, you know. I <laughs> right. played sports. My daughter played sports. So I got a pitch together, and right before I walked in the room, uh, Patty, I love her to death, still have a great relationship with her. She said, now listen, they never laugh, but don't worry about that. Okay. I'm like, uh, I mm -hmm. comedy. That's not the best you know, thing that's to hear when I walk in. So I walk in this room, big round table again, all white people. Wow. <laughs> sitting there looking at me, and I thought, okay, this is going to suck. <laughs> so, and I had my pitch all written out, and I told him, I said, look, my memory is bad. I don't remember, so I'm going to read because um, I suck at pitching. Okay. You know, and so um, I started the pitch. And within three minutes, probably not even that long, I got a laugh. And I said, oh. <laughs> I got you now. <laughs> yeah, 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 so yeah. after that, yeah. I just said, fuck it, and went for yeah. it. You know, and I finished, and, you know, they laughed, and they clapped, and, and the president, Glenn at the time, is probably still there. He said, um, let me tell you one thing. Don't ever tell anybody you can't pitch anymore. He said, because that mm. was a great pitch. You had everything we need to hear. Wow. So I was like, okay. So, I, and that day I learned. I learned to say, fuck it. Yeah. You know, if it's funny to me, which is usually what you're bringing in the right, room. Right, right. You just have to commit and go for it. Right. You know, and. Um, well, I tell people all the time, it's that whole thing of, well, if it doesn't work, well, what if it does? What if it does? What if it does? What if it nobody ever hears it, you'll never know. Exactly. You know, and uh, I, I was talking to a writer this weekend, and she was like, um, you know, I'm just trying to, I'm tired of asking people to come on board. Since you're not asking them, they're looking for product. Mm -hmm. You're pitching your best product to them. Mm -hmm. They need you. Right. You know, so look at it that way. Mm -hmm. You know, put the bait out there. See right. who bites. And see who bites. And somebody may not bite, but then somebody, you said, you, you, you were part of that classic thing of you put something out there, it does, that doesn't hit, but the right eye saw it and leads you here. Exactly. The funniest thing to me, Chris Rock said on his TV show, and there's been a lot, but he told this joke, and the audience didn't laugh. They kind of groaned. Yeah. And he said, fuck y'all, that's funny. <laughs> I thought that was yes. perfect. Yes. I thought that was perfect because he's saying, you know, it's, yeah, funny. it's funny. I know the math. This right. is funny. Right. You know, whether you get it or not. And he stood behind <laughs> it. I loved it. Yeah. You know. I just, I just, you know, comedy is a thing that, you know, I think you, you obviously you inherently have it. We were, we were going back and forth on, on, on messaging on Twitter and she made me laugh. Just a regular <laughs> conversation. And I, I feel like you, you can't really, I don't, can you teach it really? Or no, I mean, is it probably just part of who you are? I mean, what, it, what are your thoughts I, on that? I think most everyone I know that's funny, genuinely funny, it's a part of who they are. Yeah. It's in the chemistry of it. And, you know, I was raised with a bunch of my father and uncles were hilarious. Yeah. And instead of going in the other room, I'd sit around and listen to them I'm tell sure. stories and, yeah. you know, do that kind of thing. Um, I don't know if anybody can teach you to be funny. I think maybe you can be taught to write in a comedic okay, tone. tone. Okay. Because the thing about it is, if there's a room of writers, there's always going to be somebody there to punch it up to make okay. it funny. Okay. 
but I, I, and a, a big part of me wants to say no because there's so much about timing yeah and knowing what's funny and not overdoing it you know if, if you got to hear unless it's that kind of show if you hear the yeah then it might be too much it's all about tone and character and stuff like that i heard uh, uh, there's a thing i read years ago that um isabel sanford mm-hmm. was considered just some scientific study about comedians that her comedic timing was the same as lucille balls wow you know their styles are very different but they're, they're right, doing right, timing right. and they're saying that they said watch jefferson's she's around she's the straight person yeah around marla gibbs and and sherman hemsley and all those she's the she's the straight woman right but it's like she would say something, and it was, and it almost was a dump bump, but it wasn't. They were saying that she was. I started her performance differently. Well, you know what she did too. If you think about it, yes, yeah, she was a straight person, but she committed all the way through. She mm-hmm. didn't just say it and then she was out of it. Mm-hmm. She said it and committed and looked at you and yes. waited for the yes, you know, yes. put you on the spot. Yes, that can be just as funny as the guy as Walona delivering the joke. Yes, you know, so you have to have that strong support. And yeah, I think, I oh, great straight person is just magic. Well, I look at, I mean, I look at her, I look at B. Arthur, who could give you a look, both yes. as Maude and Golden Girls, yeah. she'd give you a look, and that was funny enough. Yeah. Everybody else did the punchline jokes, and she'd just give you a look, and you're like, okay, I'm done. I'm, I'm laughing so hard, I can't, I can't hold it anymore. Yeah. Well, you look at Carmichael right now. Yes. Carmichael's a funny guy. Jared's yes. a funny yeah. guy. Yeah. But all he has to do is set up the parents. Mm-hmm. You know, David and... Um, yeah, I've got her, I've got the, what was her name? Oh, I know. I don't have the name. Loretta, Loretta Devine. Devine, yes. All he has to do is set Devine. them up, and they just go. Exactly. They and it's like magic. Yeah. You know, that's the kind of thing you yeah. want. So as yeah. funny as he is, he he's smart enough to go. Here you go. Yes. Ta da. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Well, have you ever? You know, have you ever thought about doing dramas at all? I wrote a drama spec once. Okay. Um, I met David E. Kelly once. Oh, wow. Yeah, through okay. a friend. I got to work on a pilot. Okay. Um, the Robin Williams pilot that was on oh, CBS. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So he created that. Yeah. And he has always been one of my idols. Yeah. Great you know? writer. I mean, great, I mean, great stuff. I mean, yeah. Wow. And I told him, I said, if I ever had to do drama, I'd do it in the way he did. Because there was always a lighter tone. Yes, that's right. There was yes. somebody who was a little bit off. Yes. Yeah, I mean, Allie McBeal, yeah. there's a dancing oh, baby. Come on. <laughs> I love this show Come so much. On. I love Allie McBeal so much, yes. You know, he might be the original inventor of dramedy. Yeah. You know? Yes, it's, yes. They, right. well, go, going all the way back to Twin Peaks. But yeah, Twin Peaks is good too, yeah. If I had to do an hour, and I'm not opposed to it, it would have to have some sort of comedic element. Okay. You know, some levity to it. You know, I couldn't. There was a show on HBO where the woman had cancer. That's not my show. Oh, uh, Big C! I love the Big C yeah. with uh, Laura Linney. Yeah, I love that it was show. fun. Yes. But yeah. you know, there's some shows where I go. Yeah, that's so How are you not crying every week? Yeah, there's there is that. <laughs> yes, I love all the reveals. You know, this is us. Don't miss it. Yeah. But I would be worthless now because I'd be <laughs> yeah, just yeah, a big ball yeah, of tears. Yes, yes. You know, yes. so I have to have something that has that sort yeah. of levity and some sort of relief to it. Yeah. But heart, I can, you know, I can do that all day. Besides, I feel, I just feel like, they, like why a lot of comedians do great drama work. I feel like you have, you can, you probably have both sides. I, I feel like it would be different the other way around. If you're so dramatic, you can't always do comedy, I don't think. And I think it's because comics 
open themselves up yes. to vulnerabilities. Yes. You know, they talk about their pain. They share their yes, pain on do. stage. They do. So by the time you get to a movie, they've already been exposed. Yeah. They're used to doing that. Yeah. You know, and the best have gone on to uh, dramas yeah. and stuff like that. Well, you know, I'm a big Richard Pryor fan. And it's funny because he would tell you something about his life that was completely effed up. Yeah. And, but you're laughing. Yeah. Yeah. At the same time. And exactly. he's, being, he's being truthful and being vulnerable and honest. And you're just like, did he just say that? Like, you're laughing just, at his pain. Yeah. Laughing at his pain. Set and himself like, on fire. And he's yeah, exactly. He talks about that. Remember yeah. when he was live on Sunset Strip? That, that whole, I mean, the second night, the first night he hated it, and whatever, the second night he came yeah. back. And it's just like, you're like, oh my God, he's being su super vulnerable, talking about stuff that I wouldn't talk about. But he's inviting you to laugh with him at it. The vulnerability allows you to laugh with him mm -hmm. and not at him. Yeah. He's not being a clown. He's not being a court jester. Mm -hmm. He's sharing. Mm -hmm. And as serious as it is, he's allowing you to laugh because, you know, if it's funny to him, yeah. it's okay. He's giving you permission. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. I, love, I just like a lot of stuff. Okay, so one of the things we talk about on the show, of course, I, I don't prep them at all beforehand. I ask the same two questions to all my guests. And oh. you're a writer, so this will be great. We'll see what so she comes up with. She's a oh wordsmith. Boy. Oh, boy. I believe in language. I believe in language. That's actually not my, my, my uh, sentence. I believe in language can propel us forward or hold us back. And I want to ask you, what word in English language we should not say anymore? Or take out of our vocabularies? I... Oh, can't. I like that. Can't. That's what my mother always taught me. Never say it's, can't. It's a useless word, isn't it? It's a useless word. How do you know if you haven't tried yet? Hello. Because it's one of the first things people say. I can't, I can't do it. I can't do that. How do you know? You're right. just sitting here. We're having a conversation. <laughs> you haven't even tried. You didn't even get up. <laughs> you know? How do you know you can't find your keys? How do you know you can't take that class? You know? <laughs> it's very you just, true. That's up. very true. On the converse of that, what were you think we should say more of? Love. It's such an underrated word, isn't it, these Love. days? It is. And I think it's misused. I think we should use it more, but I think we shouldn't mean it. You know, mm. because I, um, my parents started us in church, you know, and <laughs> I didn't stay, but, <laughs> you know, I got the core of it. Yeah. And the first one is, you know, God is love. Yeah. You know, and it says that, you know, in your actions, you know, not to get preachy, but if you're doing something that's out of love, mm -hmm. Then you you know you need to get back to center. Yes, back know? to center. I'm all about that. And back I'm not talking about saying love just to get somebody in bed. I'm yeah. love it and mean it, and not just the people. Mm -hmm. Love what you're doing. Yes. You know, love your plans, love mm -hmm. your dreams, love your home. You know? Yeah, love, love your, your yard. Nap. You know. <laughs> I mean, no, seriously, we, yeah. people who don't take care of their homes and exactly. stuff. Exactly. Like, love where you live. Exactly. Love your space. Exactly. Make it the way you want it to make it. So you go home. It's your sanctuary. Yeah. Like, why not? More appreciation. Right. Yeah. I could talk to you forever. It's not fair. The show is over. It's not is fair. It? You, have come, you have to come back. You have to come back. Okay. You I'll have come to come back. back. You're close. I'll come back. <laughs> See, I'm close. That's good. That's good. I'm nearby. Um, thank you so much for being on the show. Oh, thank you. I really appreciate it. And that camera there, tell me where they can find you on social media. Uh, it's my name on Twitter, at Allison Faust, A-L-Y-S-O-N, F as in Frank, O-U-S-E. Uh, on Instagram at Allison Faust, um, you can IMDb me. Uh, mm -hmm, you can. 
That's basically it. Perfect. <laughs> and you can follow us on uh, iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, under Breaking Into, under Black Hollywood Live. Go there. This interview will be on there. Also, our Facebook page, Breaking Into. Go ahead and like it. This interview will be there also. And anything else that's coming up with her, I'll be posting on that page. So you can kind of follow what's going on there. And you can follow me at James Lott Jr. All James Lott Juniors are sold. Well, maybe not sold anymore. <laughs> but anyway, you can follow me everywhere there. And I'll see you guys next time. Thank you very much. From executives Kevin Undergaro, Dario Kristen, Tiana Hobson, and the entire BHL staff, we would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us. Info at blackhollywoodlive.com. Like us on Facebook, tweet us, or Instagram at BHL Online. And I am the official voice of Black Hollywood Live, Scipio, Instagramming, at KingXOBay. Thanks for tuning in. The views expressed here are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.